Ephesians chapter 5 Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its saviour. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish, In the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the Church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, 
and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Chapter 6 Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother, this is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bond servant or is free. Masters, do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and that there is no partiality with him. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armour of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armour of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So that you also may know how I am and what I am doing, Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers, and love with faith, from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ, with love incorruptible. It's interesting that as a child you can be completely fearless and then as you grow older, change. When I was younger I really wanted to learn how to fly and I wasn't afraid of heights. 
There used to be a guy that had a power glider and he would fly. I mean, I have no idea how high up in the air, but on the weekends you would hear his glider and it would be interesting just to see where he was. I could be down at the shops. I could be in my parents' back garden. It didn't matter somewhere that guy was flying. And I always thought that must be the coolest view possible. And I certainly didn't think back then that a few decades later, I would be talking about that guy on a podcast. Thanks to something called the internet. It's just wild. And I'm talking about that memory because the photo for today is from Salkoats in Scotland. It's on the west coast, not that far from Glasgow. So I'm on the beach there and it's a typical Scottish beach, very nice, with hardly anybody there. However, it was March. It was very cold and windy, but it made for beautiful photos. And I'm doing some panoramic photos with my phone, just looking around, and then taking some photos off over towards the Isle of Arran that you could see in the distance. You may be familiar with Arran sweaters. That's that Arran. And as I'm taking photos, I hear a sound and I look up in the air and there's a glider. Well, I guess more precise, there's a paramotor. It looks like a big fan on the back of somebody that's powering their glider. And the glider looks more like a parachute than the glider that I was talking about from my youth. And so in the image, you see some driftwood laying there. You see the grass and this bright red little blip up in the sky. And again, I thought to myself, wow, what a view you must have from up there. And then I thought about how glad I was (laughs) to be down on the ground, just watching him or her up in the sky, as free as a bird. And how wonderful that is to have that bird's eye view. It must be exhilarating and so freeing. But until I can get over my fear, I just have to imagine what that view is of God's creation or get myself a drone and find a completely different way to photograph God's world. To download the photo from today's episode, or any of the other episodes, visit ttlm.pictures.com.